Welcome back to the Chattervast Podcast, and I am your host, Chad, and today with me, I have my good friend, Carson, who runs a YouTube channel. Say hello, Carson. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have a little bit of collaboration. We talked on his channel uh, about Biden, Harris, and uh, some of their plans and stuff. And over here on my channel, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the points regarding social media and censorship. Bum, bum, bum. Like, big bad social media <laughs> yeah <laughs> all the rage lately i know <laughs> so um you uh i think you've talked about this uh in particular regarding jack dorsey and twitter and some of the other yes. things what is your take on do you see a lot of people in your circles because you're you're you regard yourself as a libertarian do you see a lot of yes. people like moving to other alternatives oh definitely yeah like um and here's here's I do see, I would say, a lot of people are starting to try and move to alternatives just because Twitter no longer is satisfying the need of the consumer. <laughs> and obviously, a, li a libertarian could talk to you about that for days and days and days. But hmm. um, people, if the business is no longer going to do what the consumer needs it to, then all, the consumer is just going to move to a different platform. And that is what I am seeing a lot of times is people yeah. are just, they're sick and fed up with Twitter trying to put its no nose in other people's business and they're moving. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, um, obviously in a free market and a competitive business world, I'm expecting that Twitter and Facebook aren't going anywhere because they have a user base that actually enjoys what they're doing. So I, I think they're going to be around. But what do you think, like, as far as the alternatives that are out there, have you tried some of these other ones? I, I know I posted some stuff and I've, I know you have accounts on some of them, but like, what do you think as far as their usability and and how they're progressing? I think they're they're doing, I would uh, I, I think, in one world, I think they're doing decent. I think they're doing okay mm. because they're creating a product that is essentially easily um, – people can migrate easily between the two. Yeah. Because it's essentially a clone, but it's um, made for <laughs> free speech, obviously. <laughs> but I, I think personally I'm a bit, I would say, disappointed because I want to see something more – I want to see progression in the – creation mm -hmm. of these platforms i don't want just want yeah. to see the same platform because i quite frankly i don't trust what laws the government might add in the future about social media or hate speech or stuff like that and i want to mm -hmm. see a way for these platforms to obviously be able to exist without government interference as much as possible yeah exactly and and regarding like government laws and stuff like that so section 230 it's like the hot topic regarding news social media, all that stuff. And um, first off, like, what is your take on, like, should they get rid of it or keep it? And going in that vein, I, uh, we obviously know there are implications because if you completely get rid of it, you have on Parler a free speech platform, but they already have to censor some things because you have to like filter out terrorists and pornography and bad things like that. You don't want just rampant on all your social media platforms. But what do you think about Section 230, is it usable or should we just scrap it or, or modify it? Now, just to make sure I know what we're talking about here, Section 230 is essentially the thing that says basically these platforms can kind of edit the speech and do what they want, right? Um, I think it, well, I mean, to some degree, I guess it gives them some ability to do that. But what I understand, the core of it is supposed to uh, protect them. If you're a newspaper yeah. and people send in articles or a platform and you are not liable for what people say on it. Okay. And I actually, I really, and this is, 
this is uh <laughs> I really like section 230 actually. Yeah. Uh, in general, I I cuz a lot of people I uh, I was actually I'm in a Discord server where they put a daily question about this. But mm. a lot of people are under the impression that we should remove that. But instead, I think we should just basically, I would say, give other businesses the fair, basically, shot. The fair, basically, the same the same rules as the social media businesses. Because currently, the only reason big tech um, seems to have an unfair advantage is because no other businesses really have that advantage, right? Mm, but yeah. if we just, if we, to me, make it an even playing field, but with more freedom. And obviously, since it's their business... Right, they number one, they should be able to do what they need to on it. But number two, they shouldn't be responsible for what other people say on there because then, like, think of how I would say horrible that could be potentially for this business if they let one thing slip. They're looking at a court case essentially because of someone yeah. else's view, and that's just that's not going to help with the business in general. Yeah, maybe the big ones could absorb some legal issues in the beginning, um, being liable for like whatever posts uh, people post on there, and they have to create their filters and stuff. But it would it would definitely drive people out of the market because you wouldn't be able to handle like some rogue agent finds the way, like a hacker, to post certain keywords or different things, and then suddenly your platform's liable, and now you get sued, and they're doing that intentionally. It's but I think some people have talked about modifying so Section two thirty like basically protects you. Um, as a platform from what your users say on it. But um, some people say that's going too far because now the platforms are censoring and in a way they're, it's not that they're just uh, protecting, protected from what users are saying, but they're also like curating and shaping the narrative. And so in some ways people view that as them actually deciding what content is on there or editing it, which wouldn't, I don't know. It doesn't, it's kind of sticky and they want to add in provisions that say like, once you start censoring and once you start adjusting things, now you're no longer the just platform. Now you're the editor and you're deciding what is actually news and stuff. Do you think that would be a good way to go? Um, I th like that? from, I would say from a libertarian viewpoint, not really be just mm. simply because that's their platform. Right. So yeah. If they if they want to edit content, I have I've said this in my videos before, but I have no problem with that. I'll let them yeah. edit content all day long, but they're going to lose business. And <laughs> they are going to end up going bankrupt and becoming a fossil of their former self, right? Mm. If yeah, a business yeah. does not keep up with the times and does not do what people want it to do and what's required of it, it's going to go bankrupt. And that's to me, what we would should rely upon more than government intervention in that um, in that area is just let the business ruin itself. If it wants to ruin <laughs> itself, I'm not going to complain. Like, and that's one false assumption a lot of people have about libertarianism is that libertarians love business. No, they love the market, right? If a business mm -hmm. If a business is doing something bad, libertarians are the first ones to say no, let let it let it basically die out. And <laughs> that's my thing is I'm uncomfortable with um I would say any further um additions to the 230 rule that could potentially um 
add to the censorship and ability of government to restrict these platforms because yeah. that to me is more dangerous than these platforms restricting speech on them themselves yeah exactly i mean and uh here's the last thing that i wanted to get to is what do you think as far as the platforms the big ones i mean parlor's kind of big nowadays i think it's yeah. like 10 million users or something like that but facebook and I almost want to say YouTube, but like Google and YouTube, it's so vague and amorphous, like which entity is what and who's controlling what. <laughs> so regarding mostly Twitter and Facebook, I think, um, do you, some people say like, are they too big to fail that their hands are not just in like Jack Dorsey's out there. He obviously has a bunch of money because he's buying his maximum limit of Bitcoin every day. And <laughs> his platform is probably invested in other technologies that I'm unaware of, but I know Facebook has like Oculus and, and other things. They're not in actual, the business of social media. They're in the, the business of data science and other things like that. So what do you think? Like if, even if you, you have all these, this exodus of people do you think that they're going to fail or that they might just like they have so much money they're going to reinvent themselves into some other field um i personally i don't okay i never am going to say a business is too big to fail unless mm. it has government bailing it out like actively <laughs> trying to you know save it from its own inevitable like downfall. general motors or something oh exactly like that. <laughs> exactly that, that, that was actually the uh, example i was going to bring up because they were massive mm. They were massive, yeah. and people were saying, "Oh, they're gonna fail. They're gonna fail, or something." Then they mm. then they start failing. Government's like, "No, you, you're not gonna fail yet." And that's the problem we're gonna have is if Facebook goes out of business, which a lot of times businesses do that, right? Mm. Um, yeah. Then basically, the government is going to bail them out. But I mean, back uh, a few years back, I'm sure people would have viewed Yellow Pages as too big to fail. Look at them now. They, they they haven't. Their business hasn't ended itself yet. But there, no one cares about them anymore. Like, it's just it's not a relevant business to our new age. And even though I I would estimate, and this is obviously just my guess, but I don't think. I think within twenty years we're gonna see a new basically leader of social media platforms. Hmm. Yeah. That would be my, I, mean, I would say, estimate on that. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense because as technology changes, you have to have players keeping up with it. Obviously, the big ones, to some degree, are falling behind with some of these censorship policies and their narrative of what they're trying to push or control is obviously being found out. People know things are a bit fishy. And I don't know, we'll have to see how they handle technology because, I mean, you have VR, AR, things that keep changing and whether or not that becomes its own social media. I mean, I know to some degree VR and AR stuff is like they have social media stuff built into that. But I, I don't know. That'll be interesting to see what happens. Elon Musk oh, will definitely. put brain chips on everybody and then we'll all be hive mind. You know, <laughs> that's all social media. Uh, Scary stuff. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, if I, uh, yeah, I do not want that because I could imagine a hacker having a filled day on that stuff. Yeah, exactly like that, you know, Futurama episode where they just put um, advertisements into your brain while you're sleeping. It's like, ooh, I want some <laughs> oh, peace yeah. and rest, man. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be interesting. That's for sure. Exactly. Well, hey, uh, I guess that's all we got for you guys on the Chattervast podcast today. Remember, check out Carson's uh, link in the description. He talks about a bunch of politic related, uh, politics related uh, issues and other things and great guy. And thanks again for being with me here today, Carson. Oh, yeah. Thank you. All right, we'll see you guys next time.